0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. We're
1: back. Midweek episode one more time for you. Five days a week this week on Locked On Bulldogs. Daniel, uh, we were we were excited this week, and by we I mean you, because we got some good segments coming up for the people. There were some creative juices flowing in the brain
0: synapses, and
1: we got some good, we got gold <sighs> well,
0: this week, guys. Anytime any sort of juice is flowing, in the brain synapses it's a sure. i mean sure. it's a notable week around here sure. like it's not like it's not like we're all that particular but um, That's right. no we've got some we we've long said there's no off season nope. there's plenty not to talk about um uh, we have um yeah, we're just we're here for your entertainment mm-hmm. and to have the random dumb conversations that you maybe have in your brain or with your buddy or with See, your that's imaginary what the friend. The difference is between you guys and us. You guys have social
1: responsibility that stops mm. you from saying the things in your head. Daniel and I have thrown out social responsibility long ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no reasonableness when it comes to our sociability, so we just say what's on our mind, and it's exactly what you're thinking, which is what
0: makes this a beautiful marriage. So, you, uh, you know what another word for social responsibility is? Uh, dignity. That's oh. what that's that's what the listeners have that we is do that, not have. They have. Is that? It's called yeah. dignity. Yeah. No. That's, no self-respect is what it's called. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. Now we're That's... now we're now we're getting somewhere. Little... That went out a long time ago. Okay, correct. Um, well, uh, this hey, is the we're... introductory part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, in, case, right. in case you've right. forgotten from this yesterday, this intro so. will not
1: last mm-hmm. eight minutes as last intro well, went. It won't. About a Daniel, because fifty
0: I'm... seconds in.
1: Well, let me then go into this. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're glad you're here. Long-time listener, we're glad you're here. Welcome back. It's Daniel and I, Locked on Bulldogs on the Locked on Podcast Network. And we talk about the Bulldogs like you do as fans, because that's
0: what Daniel and I's majors were in college, is fandom. Correct. Um, the, I mean, honestly, if I had majored in fandom in college, it probably would have come in just as handy as my actual degree, so that's... <laughs> Might as well have majored in that kinesiology. (laughs) What you doing with that Clint? (laughs) No, not working in Uh. PT anywhere Look, this is a podcast for fans, by fans. We're glad that you're here. Um, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We hope that you don't either. This is We're not gurus or um, insiders into the program. We're not trying to break any news for you. Mm-mm. We're just trying to have real conversations about the real stuff that we see and hear and think about. Um, we would love for you, our fellow Georgia fans, since... To be honest, you're just as qualified to host this podcast as we are, if not more so. Um, Do they have microphones? Love We would love for—well, that's true. We do own the microphones. But you don't have to own a microphone to send us an email or reach out on Twitter, and you can join in the conversation. Um, uh, We appreciate uh, all of you that do that. You can email us at lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogspodcast. We'd love to engage with you, interact with you. We'd love to answer your questions, hear your thoughts, get your opinions. Receive any of your hot takes, your segment ideas, whatever you've got for us, we'd love to to have it. If you left us a uh, five star rating and review recently mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast listening device uh, or service, we greatly appreciate that. If you haven't done that, uh, if you could do that real quick, just as you're listening to the show, that would be fantastic, and we would greatly appreciate it. Um, uh, you can find this podcast wherever podcasts are found, so you can subscribe. Uh, that helps us out a tremendous amount. If you really like the show, you can share it on Twitter, hit us up with a cat subscription or whatever else you find appropriate. Um, uh, we're here as Clint said, it's Wednesday and um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're gonna we're gonna start with some dumb stuff that we read on the internet and is it? all florida related clint I, i'm having trouble just deciphering the sheet is there what's this thing at the bottom is that florida related also yeah
1: no it's it's all florida related 100 percent florida related fantastic. it's nothing but
0: florida all florida all day long because we hate That's florida i don't know we did say dumb stuff so yeah. just to be clear it was dumb stuff uh-huh. that we read on the internet and um it's all florida related and so we're going to jump into that. We're going to talk a little bit about Anthony Edwards, SEC Freshman of the Year. T- uh, later in the podcast, we might have something else for you. But um, yeah, let's just jump into this Florida stuff. Let's see how far it takes this client. Where do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, here's where I want to start, Daniel. and um, uh,
1: it's it's the dumb stuff, and it starts with the dumbest of dumb, which is Urban Meyer.
0: Daniel? Oh. The, the, uh, the Chancellor of uh-huh. Integrity. Yeah. at the Ohio State University, correct. where um, where young women are being uh-huh. victimized on the daily.
1: Uh, yeah, well, yes. yeah, that's that's that, being generous, correct? Uh, because yes. the unreported crimes that the chancellor of principled ethics, Urban Meyer mm-hmm. keeps keeps down. He does a great job. By the way, well, how much more blatant can you get by calling him the dean of integrity and then having him run around doing PR for all the assault? Uh, perpetrators on the football team. It's just the most brazen it's, thing in the entire world. It's absolutely... so. It's, it's a it's a national treasure. It's, uh, Urban yeah. Meyer is. That Urban amazing. Meyer has said that he thinks this is the year, Daniel. This is it. 2020 is the year in which Dan Mullen beats UGA for the first time in his career.
0: And I, I believe makes year? it to the college football playoff. Oh, he, he went yes. on to say college football playoff. But um, I gotta be honest with you, Clint... My first reaction when I heard this was just the biggest smile came across my face. <laughs> um, not because I think it's a joke that Florida is going to beat Georgia, though I do think that that is laughable. Mm-hmm. But not it's not that I think the Florida fans, which that's what Urban Meyer is right now, I guess. He's just a blowhard Florida fan. Um, Florida fans should... Think that they're going to beat Georgia. That's that's fine. That's like that's, that's what fans that's do. That's the job of a fan, right? That's not what like we're not here to disparage you for thinking or having hope that your team is going to be good. You know why it made me smile, Clint? Because that that little phrase, this is the year, <laughs> Clint, there's so much in there. There's so much good stuff in there. Like, it wasn't last year Mm-mm. that Florida beat Georgia. It wasn't Mm-mm. the year before that. No, keep that Keep going. Florida beat Georgia. Urban, you just keep going back and looking at the last few years or the last 10 years uh-huh. and any, uh, or the last 100 years, any... It seems like any number you pick, except for like that one number, like Florida fans want to like talk about the last 28 meetings or something like they're just picking a random, you know, number out of thin air. Like any, anytime you go back, it just feels like, well, there's a winning streak there for Georgia. There's a, the balance of power is clearly tilted the way of the red and black and just the idea that we are Florida's Super Bowl, that that, that this is the year. They're just mm. hoping and praying that they can get over the hump. Every time I hear somebody say get over the hump in reference to Georgia, it feels so good to be at the top of the SEC East, Clint. It's, it's glorious, Daniel. It really, really is. So that was the
1: first dumb thing we heard on the Internet. But that's not all. That's not all. Oh, Feinbaum, no, much more. Paul Feinbaum, much more. which is a constant source of stupidity, a show Correct. Daniel and I just ardently refuse to watch except when it brings us content, and then we'll watch it because we'll, it brings us content. That's uh, right. S- some idiot, which I believe, uh, I forget his name, he was a Gator Nation reporter. Yeah, he's a, reporter. like a beat writer. He's a, he's a beat, beat writer a beat writer, gator. yeah. He said that Florida is "quote nipping at the heels of UGA" and that Florida is closing the gap quicker and closer to UGA than Tennessee is to Florida. Now, I, let me take the floor of this for a second, bro. Please did do. you do? You, do you know what you just did? You, you tried to bring in Tennessee like you're you're ahead of them so much, like as a as a weird flex. Like, bro,
0: that's the weirdest flex ever. I, it I don't know really what you're really is. With that. You want to talk about a program in shambles? Like, you went on there and just beat your chest that you're better than Tennessee? Great. That's like, there's this guy down the street who gets drunk only
1: two days a week, and I only get drunk (laughs) one day a week and stumble out in my front yard and pass out in my boxers.
0: I'm better than he is. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay. I I was with you on your analogy, but I think... It's like 5 days a week and 6 yeah, days a week. Yeah, in this yeah, I case. I tempered that I tempered Holy that way too low on the We dates. are talking about Tennessee after all, so like we're <laughs> believe me, it's more than twice a week. I haven't gone night.
1: to the hospital this week for moonshine poisoning. <laughs> so
0: that's, that's that what I just um, golly, Clint how Clint, is the is the gap closing between Florida and Georgia? I don't know. How does one even measure gaps anymore? I don't uh, that's this is what's so confusing to me. I don't know how you can
1: say the gap is closing because here's here's the actual evidence. Okay, we've, we've had your, this conversation we, so many so, times. So many but times. Well, you just go your, back down the road. I guess you pick your category. Florida. Do you want wins, losses for overall okay. record for the entire year? Sure, we'll take that one. Georgia okay. wins. Do you want to take heads up P- games played against each other? He- heads up for any amount of time. Go- okay. Well, we're we're still beating you on that. Kirby Smart has not. Lost to Georgia, and if I rem- or uh, Florida, uh, uh, and if I remember correctly,
0: Daniel, your comment is he will never uh, lose to Florida. Dan in Mullen his will never Dan Mullen, yeah. not the Kirby oh, yeah. Smart will never yeah, lose yeah. to Florida. Dan Mullen will never beat Georgia. That is correct. Uh, and you just take that. You okay. just take that to the bank. Let's um, take
1: recruiting rankings, which by the way, right now, Florida weird flex again, pumping their chest that they have the number one recruiting class because they have eight. Count them eight three-star recruits.
0: Oh okay. great okay. Jeff Collins called he wants his recruiting strategy back uh-huh. uh, because it will not be it will not be f- five years if Dan Mullen is still employed at the University of Florida, it will not be five years before Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech is out recruiting Dan Mullen at Florida. Bet you better bet on that Clint say, say uh, he's wrong people say he's wrong uh dan mullen it, if they are in the top 10 mm-hmm. at the end of this recruiting cycle 2021 i will be surprised mm-hmm. if they are in the top five I, I i mean i don't even know what to say at this like there's uh, i'm not actually gonna do anything ridiculous so i won't make a ridiculous statement but there's no way that they are going to be in the top five in the recruiting, but yeah, sure they signed a bunch of players early, and so now they'll just get to sit and watch everybody else take the good Do you players. Realize, Dan, that you just you went to three
1: stars, offered them, and they jumped at the chance before the other four and five stars could make their decision. That's that's the only thing that's happened right now. Correct. Like, Good golly. I just, I can't with them, Daniel. Um, so that's the stupid stuff we read on the internet this week. There will be more coming up. Uh, hey, on the other side of this, we're going to list players that are more likely or least likely to contribute to the program. Or I'm sorry, most likely to contribute or most likely to leave the program. Daniel, who's on the docket today for most likely to contribute or most likely to leave the program? This is, This is a fan favorite.
0: Bringing this segment back, Uh, we did it before. Um, uh, I believe we talked about, uh, who did we talk about? We talked about DeJuan Mathis. Mathis. We talked about DeJuan Mathis. We disagreed about DeJuan Mathis. You said he's more likely to leave the program. I said he's more likely to contribute to the program this year. I think he's going to be entrenched in the backup quarterback role. Um, I don't care what photos of Carson Beck working out. I have Talk about weird. Showing up like, on my I, God, I gotta I've quit never, Twitter. Clint, I gotta quit
1: Twitter. Why? I've never my have never looked thing? like Carson Carson Beck. I've never never had that physique. No, so I guess never I don't had know that what problem. it's like. I've never. I don't know. If yeah. It's not like just to be like. Oh, let me take my shirt off and have people just photograph me because they can. But. Mm-hmm.
0: But weird, my bro. wife. My wife tells me she doesn't like muscles, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I that, fully support her and in I her decision. believe
0: and I believe her. I told her she that's good because she doesn't have a choice in the matter. Um, all right, more likely to contribute to the program or leave the program this coming season. On to the on the docket today is Tommy Bush, Clint. Hmm. We got some flack from a listener recently. Who wanted to bring up that Tommy Bush was injured uh, for the majority of last season. Um, which sh- sure might be true, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Did it's he, not did he suit up? It was not big enough news that he was injured mm-hmm. to matter to anyone, that's, which gives you it. a bit of an indication of where he was on the wide receiver pecking order. Tommy Bush, to refresh your memory, is um, going to be a junior this coming season, I believe. He Correct. is He's a tall drink of water. He's about 6'4", oh, 6'5". Um, got a nice wide receiver physique. Got a little speed on him. Came in as a four-star recruit. Um, mm-hmm. And has never, honestly, you know, we have this Matt Landers-Tommy Bush bet, and there's a big running joke on the podcast, but Matt Landers-Tommy Bush has felt like kind of a... Only one of them's going to get to play, type situation, and he's Tommy. Bush has never been able to pass Matt Landers on the depth chart. Um, Matt Landers, we do not have a high opinion of, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> can we? So I ask. Look, I don't have enough Pepto for that. Could we? So I ask you, Clint. Um, more likely, this season, got at least one big time wide receiver leaving the program. And Lawrence Cager, our best wide receiver from last year. Correct. Uh, So there's a bit of an opening, I suppose you could say. Is Tommy Bush more likely to contribute to the football program this year or transfer from the football program? Given these two options,
1: Daniel, the decision is very easy for me, and it's he's most likely to contribute to the program this year. Okay. Okay. do you think you said we had one big wide receiver leaving the program outside of Jorge Pickens. I want you to name the top 3 wide receivers on this next year's team. Dominic Playlock, when he
0: gets okay. back from injury. Yep. Is the clear number 2 wide receiver. Agree. There's the no team. doubt about that. That's all you said. You said one, right? You said you said just name one other other than Jorge No, nope, I one. said
1: I said three uh, because ah, there are times in ah. which we go four wide, Daniel. There are times in which Ooh. we want to spread the ball out. There are times in which the monk will want to get the ball quick and on a whole bunch of passing concepts.
0: You could almost say you could almost say he has a habit of it. You, you could almost say that he has had a habit of it you, or a you see what i did that i see did see what, I did what there. you did there. that um, was that was a dad pun in case you not missed like that it's not like there non-dads. are no options at wide receiver but no, you're just hard pressed to your point you're just hard pressed to name the obvious clear best and if you and if you do put people in there like god bless like, you for doing so jeez yeah like demetrius Robertson or something like you're, sure. you're clearly reaching you're clearly grasping at some straws here. So, so Tommy Bush is going to have every opportunity in the world to excel.
1: He's not going to be it's not going to be a lack of time or a lack of ceiling being hit because there's so many other people on the depth chart. This is the year if he goes out there and balls out in practice and he learns how to block downfield and keeps that going, Kirby's going to put him in a starting lineup sometime eventually. So I think it's more likely he sticks around and contributes. What say you?
0: I kind of agree. I do. I agree. I think it's more likely. I think both are on the table for Tommy Bush this year. Just oh, certainly. full full disclosure, I think. You know, I think it might be like between these two options, I think it might be like 55% he contributes, 45% he transfers but i do think it's more likely that he contributes and i think you're right he has every opportunity now it's just a matter of will he be able to go out there and take advantage of those opportunities or you know a guy like makaya Tung, who's mm-hmm. been had a you know he's been on campus for a full year going to be a, a sophomore redshirt freshman whatever um he you know is he going to be ahead of Tommy Bush on the depth chart. Some of these incoming freshmen, are they going to leapfrog Tommy Bush on the depth chart? Because right. there's so many bodies at wide receiver. Almost the opportunity to play is there, but that can also work against him in the sense that like he could be 11th on the depth chart this fall. Legitimately. That's actually a thing. And like this is a four-star kid that like people had some hopes for. But he could get absolutely buried, and if he sees himself down there running third-string reps in practice at the wide receiver position constantly, kid's going to look elsewhere. And I can't say I blame him. So uh, yep. yeah, I think there's there's definite possibility that he transfers. All right, that's enough football talk. I'm going to uh, we're going to talk about basketball uh, in a second, specifically talking about Anthony Edwards and what is his legacy at UGA. So
1: anytime we talk about basketball, just assume Daniels put it on the sheet, okay? Because that's last episode. Daniel tried to convince me, Look, people, that winning a tournament championship is more important than winning a national football championship and more enjoyable. It's more enjoyable. enjoyable. So I to I watch. corrected myself. I corrected okay. myself. Thank you. So let's let us talk about that and the aforementioned Anthony Edwards winning SEC Freshman of the Year honors. Daniel,
0: first of all, the fact that Anthony Edwards was not first team All SEC is a joke of jokes uh-huh. there are eight players i don't know how i don't know if you've ever Camping. played basketball clint i don't know if you've ever played basketball but a team that like plays on the court uh-huh. is it's not uh, eight it's it's five players uh-huh. you play the f- it's five on five okay. unless you're playing an ice cubes league and then it's three on three but it's never eight um so first team on all SEC, while it should be five players is eight players and anthony edwards is not one of them it is absolutely it's absolute insanity but he does become the first ever university of georgia player to win sec freshman of the year it is a Uh big deal it's a big time award um people trying to ask anthony edwards in in some interviews about his future and like what trying to get him to talk about his future. listen of course he's not going to talk about his future The SEC tournament hasn't happened yet. He's not he's not a bad teammate. He's not a me first guy. Like he's gonna go to the NBA. You know that. You're just trying to get a quote for your stupid little story. So just shut up with the kid about asking about his future. But we know that Anthony Edwards is gone after this year. Yeah. Um and so the question, Clint, is what is the legacy? Of Anthony Edwards because this team is not going to make the NCAA tournament this team depending on what happens in Nashville Which begins tonight? the the tournament Ooh. begins tonight depending on what happens in Nashville uh, This team probably isn't even gonna make the NIT Yeah, so ugly. No, it's ugly. It's terrible. This is a bad bad team a very disappointing year in basketball um, Last year was a bad team, but not necessarily a disappointing team this year. It's nope. exceptionally disappointing so does that taint the legacy of Anthony Edwards? What? How will you remember him at the University of Georgia, Clinton? It's a very easy how I'm going to remember Anthony Edwards, uh, and that is to make
1: me legitimately excited about UGA basketball for the first time in my life. Okay, so previous to the, this year doing podcast, this was a duty and responsibility to learn about the team, to watch them, to watch JJ Frazier. Like, just let this sink in. Frazier was the most exciting player for us. Nick Claxton was the most exciting player for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and now we have Anthony Edwards as most like hat. Have we seen a jump? Are the, which one of these things is not like the other. Okay. Anthony Edwards. I remember for making me excited and making me giddy about at any point, he can make a highlight real play and just throw a three in somebody's face and drain it and look casual and cool doing it. Uh, I'm going to remember him as making me like and fall in love with UGA basketball for the first time ever.
0: I <clears throat> That's obviously not how I feel. I've, I've been in love with UGA basketball for a long time. But I think the legacy of Anthony Edwards is um, a, a... I think he will be remembered in 10 years as a culture-changing player at the university of georgia i think i've said this before and i'll say it again just to kind of maybe put a bow on the anthony edwards career at uga uh story on this podcast at least uh anthony edwards uh, will be the first of many Mm -hmm. not as good as him but like him at the University of Georgia and um, he will do the majority of his work for UGA in terms of his legacy in the years to come versus the one year that he was here. The majority of his impact on this basketball program will happen over the next 10 seasons it's when not he yet is filled. playing in the NBA All-Star game, when he mm-hmm. is... Uh, playing in the playoffs mm-hmm. on teams, on big-time on big, on big time stage. That's when he will make the majority of his impact for the University of Georgia. Um, his, I mean, you see the way that Dwayne Wade, and I'm not saying Anthony Edwards is going to have the career of Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade is a Hall of Famer, but, uh, but you see the way that Dwayne Wade and his relationship with Tom Crean impacts the program today. Victor Oladipo and his relationship with Tom Crean impacts the program today. Well, neither of those guys went to Georgia. Now you have a guy uh, of similar high-profileness. Certainly, Anthony Edwards' profile next year, when he's the first, second, or third pick in the NBA draft, is going to be comparable to a Victor Oladipo. Uh who not only played for your coach, Tom Crean, who's recruiting you, but he also went to the same school that you are being recruited to go to, uh, not Marquette or Indiana. Anthony Edwards' impact on, on the University of Georgia is still... Listen, fans, it's okay to be disappointed that we didn't make the NCAA tournament. It's okay to be disappointed that we had a terrible year, but it is not okay to crap on Anthony Edwards and say things like it was a waste of a year with him. Uh, at UGA, because the benefits of recruiting Anthony Edwards in his season at UGA, uh, we have not uh, seen the end of, nor have we even really seen the beginnings of. So, that's my take on the legacy of Anthony Edwards.
1: Couldn't be more right, Daniel. I think this is very good, and which makes me more excited to have fallen in love. By the way, his his best play that he'll be remembered for is that is that slam at Vanderbilt
0: he he took out a surgical implement and removed the vital organs of a Vanderbilt player and fed them to him while in the air and then dunked the ball it was if i wasn't there in real life and and saw it i wouldn't have believed it but that's yeah. actually what happened that is me reporting the facts to you from my <laughs> eyes to your ears if um, you've ever seen
1: if you've ever seen uh, return of the, or last of the mohicans in which a man takes out another man's heart from his chest and eats it. Anthony Edwards did that on the basketball court to somebody, which is just phenomenal. Uh, awesome. Hey, this wraps up the edition of this edition of Locked On Bulldogs. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NFL Draft. Have a great day.
0: See ya.